With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Rock. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth and Justice. All right. All summer, you guys were tired of hearing interviews. But for the last two months, you've heard nothing but me talk. For some of you, you're going to love this. Some of you, maybe not so much. But as we're continuing on our investigation now into Robert and Christian, into how the case was built against Robert and Christian, the most logical next step for us is to play Christian's second interview. So as you guys know, Christian was interviewed first on September 28th, 2006. In this interview, which occurs on January 9th of 2007, so just short of four months later, you get to hear LeClaire come back and ask some questions of Christian, ask him to take a polygraph. Christian's dad steps in. There's a lot going on in this interview. Most of the breakdown we'll do next week. But it's not going to sound too unfamiliar to you the way that LeClaire and the tactics LeClaire uses to try to get Christian to take a polygraph. It's the same thing we heard when he was trying to get Javier to take a polygraph. Now, the interview, the audio as far as the voices is pretty good, but the interview does take place outside. So occasionally you have a car come by here and there. And sometimes Leclerc himself kind of, he's either muffled, mumbling, or just kind of far away from his microphone. It's, it's listenable. You can hear it, but just to let you know, there are some of those audio issues. And I know that some of you that are from... Overseas, other countries, English is not your first language, or at least our dialect here in the United States. So I will have the transcript for this interview posted on our website if you'd rather just read that or if you want to follow along. But I think it's worth hearing the interview when we have the audio and it's good enough where you can hear the tone of people's voices, the inflections, things like that. I think it's worth giving it a listen. So we're going to take a short break here and then we'll get right into Christian's second interview. This is season 12, episode 43, Christian's second interview. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications. And that's why yesterday I knew that you did it. But now shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. Hi. How are you doing? Pretty good. That's right. That's a big dog, huh? Oh, yeah. He doesn't like it. 
Yeah, hey, yeah, I guess so. Hey, puppies. Hey, you're pretty. Just want to talk to you a little bit about our previous conversation. Yeah. Um, just asking a few more questions. Nothing no, really changed, no. but. Nothing, huh? Nothing at all? Well, I don't want to say nothing at all, but. Uh -oh. Um, is there some place we could see down our hair where the dog isn't going to be a factor? Or? Yeah, I guess my mom wanted me to, because they bark and she works inside and stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, you want the dogs to hang out our hair and we can find another side of the gate? Um, no, they're, I mean, they're fine inside. Okay. Um, anyways, this is Rick Sims. Oh, yeah, I haven't met you at all. Um, how are you doing? Mr. Sims. Sims, okay. And Leclerc. And I'm Gary Leclerc. Okay. Um, and this is Christian. The last time I spoke to you it was uh, Scott Michaels and I. Yeah, that's right. Right. Anyways, okay. this, this is what we're dealing with. Last time we talked to you, you kind of gave us a story about you and Robert and Becky right. and everything that you knew and this and that. Um, we're still looking into what happened with Becky and her family, and we're trying to make sure everyone's story makes, basically makes sense. And we need to eliminate everybody a uh, suspect, right? Right. Um, you said you were involved. Uh, Robert said he was involved. Right. Kind of other people said they were involved. But what it is is our job to eliminate people, and we do that based on their stories, evidence, and other things. Um, so a few things come up with what you said and Robert said, and everyone has their perception, and I want to make sure I understand your side of that story. Okay. I know it's been four months, September. Is that right? in September. I don't know if we talked to you at the end of September, the beginning of October. I have no idea. Okay, so it's been a few months. I mean, do you remember? Um, probably going to be a lot more vague than, you know, previously. Well, let me. Let me just bring you up to speed and get to the meat and potatoes of this thing so we're not wasting anyone's time. You told me that you and Robert were together on, let's see, your last day at Knox, Soap City was Sunday. So you know you guys got in trouble for going yeah, down the slide? Yeah, uh, it was either Sunday or Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Well, that the day you guys got in trouble for going down the slide, you guys left work about 6 o'clock. Uh -huh. Is that right? Sounds about right. That's when we get out work. Okay. Um, so what do, what do you remember you guys doing after you left work? Okay, I remember I went. Okay. I remember I went home to grab, you know, stuff like I, I came home to eat, stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure I remember grabbing like, like my, no, I remember. I was going to eat, and then I was going to go over to Robert's house because we were going to go to church because he had Sunday. He was going to go to the Sunday night church. And then we were on our way to church, and then it, it turned out we couldn't go to church because it was already over, and he thought it started at like 7. But I guess it started at like 6, so it was already over. And then we came back over to my dad's house, and we were watching TV, and then we went out to go shoot some paintballs because my friend Sam gave me a paintball gun. Right. And then to go going back a little bit further, when you came home from work, right. did you drive from work to home by yourself? From work to home by myself, yeah. Okay. Um, you have a car. Okay, is that the car you had back in September? 
Uh, it was either that one or my dad's other Acura. He was letting me drive either of them because my um, my black my old mobiles in the shop. Okay. So do you remember? Oh, it's still in the shop. Actually. Do you remember what car you were driving on that day? But was that old mobile or? Oh no, my old mobile's been in the shop for a while. Well, that's so, been a while, I remember. Yeah, no, it's been in the shop since like June. Okay. So you're driving? I think you said you're driving your dad's car. Yeah. Well, he, this is, and the other one is my dad's car. Okay. So when you drove home after work, and then when you left home, you said you're going to church or something. How did you get wherever you went? How did I get? You came home, and then you and Robert met up. Oh, I, I probably would have to to Robert's house. It would have either been Gate Palm down to uh, Ramon, and then right on the ball. It could have been that. Let's take this people there. He lives on Chappelle. Chappelle off the ball. Right. Oh no no no! It's Chappelle off the ball, then Peacock circle. You take a right on. In Rancho Morales. Yes, in Rancho. You know where it is? I have a So you drove from your house to his house by yourself? By myself. Okay. And then when you got to Robert's house, then what happened next? Just a little bit. As far as you guys went. As far as what happened when I got to his house or when we left? When you left his house. Because we left in... Okay, we left, and exactly like what streets we took? No, where did you guys go? We, we were going down Highland 11 to this, this church, I, I think it's called... I don't know exactly, it's St. Something. And then he called, he's like, oh, is there still church? Because his mom really liked him to go to church and stuff. So he's like, oh, is there still, is there still church going on? He's like, oh, no, it passed, it passed like an hour ago. Did you get to the church? No, we never ended up at the church. How far did you get? Probably not not too far down Highway 11. Um, and then we were like, oh, well, what, what the hell are we going to do now? And I was like, well, why don't we just go over to my dad's house? If I told you the name of the church, would you remember it? Uh, I think St. Teresa's is the one across from Mary Pickford. And so I can't remember exactly the other one. I thought you told me it was Sacred Heart. Sacred. Sacred. Okay, that's right. Okay. I thought it was Catholic Church, Saint, Saint, right. you know. I'm not Catholic. I understand. And I'm not trying to confuse you, because no. I know you told me something that you remembered when it happened. Right. And now, obviously, you've been alive and since then. So I'm just helping okay. to bring back yeah, sure. this memory. What I'm getting at is you left Robert's house in Rancho Mirage, yep. and you were gone to Sacred Heart in Palm Desert. Yeah. Do you even know where it's at? Uh, he was saying it was like somewhere around Highway 11. Okay. So, so I, you don't know where it's at. I've never, I've never gone to that church with him. I've gone to a Catholic church with him, you know, a couple of times. But that was, I think, that was the one in Mary Paper St. Teresa's. Did he see you go to church? He goes to church like every Sunday. I mean, like, it's a really big deal for his family. Like, if he misses church in the morning, he usually goes at night. Like a lot of times, we don't even hang out. Sundays because he'll be like, oh, I'm going to church, and da, da, da. I'll be like, well, I don't want to go to church. But why, that day why we were just. Why did go to church so much? Well, his family's really religious. I mean, like, if you if you talk to his mom, you'd probably understand more than I would. But what about Lava? He's Well, yeah, I mean, he's religious. Well, you know, I thought he was in the church, and 
Oh, well, he missed church because we were at work that day in the morning, so he wanted to make it up at night. I mean, normally work. So if he went to church every weekend and he was so dedicated to church and trying to figure out why he didn't know what time church is. I mean, he usually works the same shift, right? Well, well, yeah, but I guess, well, in that time frame, like, sometimes he wasn't going to work. But, I mean, his mom and him get, like, things confused a lot at all times and stuff like that. So, I mean, but at that time he wasn't working at Soap City so much. He was, he was usually hanging out with his cousin. I know his cousin was down at that time. Okay, so... Going back to, you left his house and going to church. Do you remember how far down the road you got? Yeah, give me a business or a street that you got near. I'm, I'm not really that familiar with like the streets on Highway 11. Maybe we got like to, I'm guessing maybe like that place called like Lord Fletcher's or something. Maybe somewhere around there. Do you know that place on Highway 11? Mm-hmm. It, the one in uh, Rancho Mirage? Is it in Rancho Mirage? I think we maybe got somewhere around there or something yeah, like that. That's a restaurant? Is it? I, I just remember driving back and forth and seeing that. Yeah, more yeah. So Maybe we got somewhere around there. Is that near like Olive Garden, Garden or something? Uh, no, it's <coughs> west of the Olive Garden. Like uh, the like Crossing? It's, uh, it's before you get to the car wash. The elephant car wash? Yeah. Before that? yeah. It, it's like on the right. Okay. If you're driving that way. So, what did you guys do once you got there? Where did you guys go? We just, well, we were somewhere around there. I would just turn around because he was calling. He's like, oh, is there still church? So, that's pretty close to the river. Is what, that's the one. Is, is, I don't know if we were that close to the river by the time we turned around. Okay, so you don't think you made it all the way over to the no, river? I don't even think we even made it that far. Okay. Oh, okay. So when you guys uh, turned around, did you guys come stay here? We didn't come to this house, we came to my dad's house. Okay. And you thought about the one right there on it? Yeah, right over there. Uh, do you remember what street you uh, got here on? Like, did you come down 111 or Bob Hope, Monterey? We, we might have came down, could have came down all the way down um, Dave Palm. Like, turned around on 11, came all the way down Dave Palm. Taking the left and then just came down the street. Alright. Um, and you said somebody was calling someone on his phone or something? The church or something? Trying to find out what time it was? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he was, was, was you guys driving when he was doing that or were you at the house? Um, pretty sure we were driving and that's why we turned around. I mean, because if we found out at the house, we wouldn't have drove that way in the first place. So when you got back to the house, uh, your dad's house, uh, any idea what time it was? Uh, I mean, I'm guessing because they're around 7.30, somewhere in there. Now, you said something about you guys went paintballing after? Well, we'll see, we got there and they were like just hanging out watching TV. And um, then, like I was like, hey, you know, Sam gave us that new paintball again, remember? And we were going to try it out. And well, why don't we go try it out? Because we took it out like a week before, and it was totally like jamming and stuff like that. And I wasn't even about to go like shooting my dad's backyard, you know, mess up his, I mean, it's not my house. So, so um, I'm like, why don't we just go out in the desert, you know, like right by Jane Gordon, like I said. And then we took it out there just to shoot it. And it was jamming anyway. It was still jamming. I still haven't fixed it, uh, fixed it to this day. 
when you left your house and went paintballing, did you guys go anywhere between uh, the school, James Workman, and your house? Did you guys have any other stops between them two places? Just there to James Workman. Uh, no, just. Isn't right James Wortman up there off of uh? Let's uh, go straight down. Let's right. go straight down. It's on your left. So it's like a couple minutes. Yeah, like four or five minutes. And then we were there messing around with that pink, pink ball gun for a while. That's how long? Uh, maybe like 20, 30 minutes. I mean, it could have been give or take. And I mean, but we were hanging out at my house. I don't know for an hour, hour and a half, or maybe even longer than that. I mean, yes, it's got to be somewhere around there. So after you left the paintball, where did you guys go? Well, Robert's like, oh, I got to go home, my dad. He's like, oh, I got to go home, you know. And uh, so we took, I took him home, and then we stopped at a gas station. He bought chapstick. Hey, John, sir. Hey, John. Uh, back again. I gotta know what's going on with him. Oh, well, come on up. Ted just stopped by your yeah, house. Yes, How you doing? I'm Sims. Hi, okay. John Smith. This is Dad. How are you? Good, John. He says, this is had me. That's what I understand. Concerned. Well, we actually tried to stop by your house earlier um, before we came here and talked to you to kind of let you know what's going on. Well, we didn't go in the ditch, but I know you had those dogs and we honked the horn and I tried to I heard the horn honking out there. Uh, helping someone look out the window. So, um, I can get a hold of you so we can come over here. And basically what we're doing is we're still investigating the matter um, and we're trying to pinpoint some things. Um, Christian had told us some things when we were first talking. And I want to make sure I understand everything, tell you exactly how to say it. Deal with it, and you're going to have to deal with it. But if you know anything, you yeah, tell us. I know, Dad. I know. Because I got an up on my plate right now. Okay. I mean, I can. All right. Well, he's asking me about my story right now. Let's check this out. You still hang out with um, Robert? Yeah. Um, has Robert told you anything about? Uh, what he told us or what I asked him. Have you told you anything about I mean all of that? No, no, I mean like you you said like, oh they called me in and we talked once and he said like oh they wanted me to take polygraph but well he was like, Oh well my mom doesn't want me to take it stuff like that, and then yeah, I know he was talking about a lawyer and stuff like that. For anything? I gotta go pick up Adam's car. Do you need me for anything? No, I don't okay. think so. We'll be out here shortly. Okay. okay. I'll talk to you later, Tom. Alright. Um, is that your mom? Yeah, that's mine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he says, so why do I want his mom to let him pick up Adam's car? 
No, I don't think so. I don't remember if I asked why or not. Well, I know you're not Robert's keeper, and I don't care about Robert's decision because you're Christian and Robert's Robert. But these are common conversations kids have with each other. And one thing I want, and I want to ask your dad before I ask you, because I know you're an adult and you're 18, right? But, you know, I figured more responsible talking to your dad first and you guys can talk it over at the phone. I wanted you to take a polygraph to make sure you're telling me the truth and not something Robert asked you to say. Okay. Um, what do you guys think about that? I think it's something I think that I would sit down and discuss. I have, uh, I have certain reservations about it because I've taken about 35 to 40 polygraphs. In uh, when I was in Las Vegas and I worked in the casinos as a boss. Okay. And have you taken any in the last five years? No. Okay. No. Let me explain no. this because the whole polygraph uh, scientific field has changed real recently. And I'll give you a legal ramifications, okay? And then you can go verify this information. The polygraph isn't admissible in court. I understand. Okay. So, anything you say on the polygraph test, you can't go in court and say, this is what happened. We utilize the polygraph for a real simple technique. To say, you know what, Christian has told me a story, and we don't know Christian, so we either have to believe him or not believe him. You know? We take him, a polygraph, we ask him a couple of questions, he passes the polygraph, we believe him, and we totally exclude him and the story. Okay? And your story would exclude Robert, okay? based on what you're telling us. If you didn't pass it, well then we would find out why, why are you not passing it. You know, are you lying about something that you're involved in, that's a whole new issue. And it's totally voluntary because you can walk up and leave at any time. Um, so that's kind of Here, here's the thing. When I was asked, as I said, our, they used to just pop polygraphs on us all the time, whether we were stealing from the casino, you know, embezzling money, uh, uh, using narcotics. I've been clean and sober 21 years, and all of a sudden, no, I haven't used narcotics in the past year came up that I had lost my job and I had it in six years. Mm -hmm. So I don't know as far as I know I wasn't and yet something triggered something inside me where this examiner said, Well, you lied on this and they gave me all the questions first, you know, they give you all the like that's preliminary the questions, the test questions. That's the preliminary. Okay. And then that came up. Yes, I did. And I didn't. And as I said, I was cleaning so well, about five and a half years. Whether I used narcotics within the past five No, I didn't. No, no, no. The examiner came in with a report. I was called into the uh, casino manager's office and was terminated on this stuff. That's the reservation I have, and it's something that we, I would like to discuss.
Other than that, I don't have a problem. I want to, I want to, believe me, this has been on my mind since you came to see me the first time, and I've asked Christian about it, and uh, I just told him, I said, if you know anything, it never goes away. Murder never goes away. It's there forever until they find somebody and convict somebody. It's, and I told you that. They'll investigate it 20 years from now. Somebody will go back on it if they don't have it. It just never goes away. Can I get your home number? Because the number I have for you is different. Is this a home number? That's my cell number. I don't have a landline. Okay, so I'm rid of it. 75 bucks a month. It's <laughs> gone. Everybody's got cell phone. Uh, anyway, um, I'll give you my card again, and you guys can talk about it. Get back I'll with call me. you. Because what I'll have to do is uh, we make an appointment in San Bernardino, and the appointment will be like a week down the line. So the sooner we know, the sooner we can make an appointment. Okay. And I'll be straight with you. Um, really, I would like to get this done to eliminate uh, the two boys so I could concentrate my resources elsewhere. Um, you know, that's the bottom line. Okay. You know, uh, to eliminate people. My, uh, uh, when you said that, and, you know, I want to be honest with you, I want him to be honest with you. The last time I asked, he was a suspect, and you said, no, he's a suspect. No. He is not a suspect. No. Uh, you and I have to sit down and talk. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, the cell phone. Uh, you have a cell phone, right? Yeah, I gave him another. What's the uh, service provider? You know, like Sprint, Stingler? Right. Are you guys on like the same plan or something? He's on my plan. Okay. I thought you Alright. Um, I mean, if you talk to Robert, you know, and, you know, Robert decides he wants to take a polygraph for his name, tell him to call me. Um, Robert's kind of taking the stance. Oh, I have your number left on it. Um, I'll give you my card Robert's family has taken the stance that, you know, they... I'm not sure what they said to because he didn't want to take the poly and they didn't want to listen. They really didn't want to talk to me. Um, and I never had the opportunity to explain to his mom the situation, you know? Okay. They... You know, so I think they're missing out because obviously, you know, Robert's young and he may not understand anything else. I'd like to talk to the parents so they can try to get a little bit better than the child can guide themselves. Um, you had your cell phone that night, right? Yeah, I had mine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another way to verify stories is by people's cell phone, you know, cell phone uh, right. websites. Uh, and one thing, uh, 
that I could do is we could uh, look at your cell site to look at your cell phone records. Did they have a cell site records on there? And it'll indicate where you were at during that time frame. Okay. And that also corroborates. Because ultimately we want to corroborate your story. You corroborate your story tells us that's the truth. Uh, not corroborating it, all we can do is flip the coin and let you know, try to figure out if you're telling the truth or what's going on. You know, it's just people lie to me all the time. And it's difficult to tell when people are lying. Um, and I think that we're bumping it, and then that shows honesty there. You know, I'm serious why. Robert's trying to stop cooperating. I'm hoping that you're not lying to Robert, you know, because that's that's not a good thing. That's not going to help you out. But ultimately, like your dad says, you know, he's definitely responsible. Ultimately, I think we'll probably find that out. Take time. I mean, look how much time passed and, you know, talk to you. And you know how many people I talked to between you and today? A lot. You know, I have no idea. So, obviously, I haven't been sitting out here taking the place out. Okay. Um, you need the cell phone records. I'll pull them off of the internet if you want that. Well, give me a time frame. The only problem is you can have them. The only problem is I need to get them from the phone company because they have the cell site location. Oh. Your okay. records just gonna have telephone calls on. Yeah. Um, and I, you may be able to give me to your consent for that. Um. If you choose to do that, and then I could send the consent to the phone record, I mean the phone company. Uh, the other option is to obtain it through court order. Yes. Um, if you want to give me your consent, I can have you sign a consent form. That would be another way of um, collaborating things. Um, but if it's your dad's phone, then obviously your dad would have the obligation to give consent. Um, you want to do that? You want to give us consent for that? I have no problem with that. Do you have a problem with that? No, I don't. You want that? Um, Having your own trade. If Christian's being stood with us, then, you know, everything is good. It's I know. I know. I'm just, uh... It's just our job to... I, I, I know it's our job to eliminate... I'm upset, I'm upset that he's even involved, near, even knowing, having to... The whole thing. Well, we, John, we've both been doing it for a long time. Kristen appears to be telling the truth. There's just some things that we need to just verify, and that's that's the bottom line. And then we can move on. I mean, some things that come up that look suspicious, but just because it's suspicious doesn't mean they're not reasonable. Like you said, you and Robert talked about what you go and tell the cops. Well, that looks suspicious. But then again, Sometimes people do that. You know what I mean? Um, from what you told me, you guys were 
he went here to Robert's house a few streets back and came here, so there would be no reason for your cell phone uh, records to link you to Palm Des the northern side of Palm Desert or Bon Pinion Pines or anything like that. And if it did, well then we would need an answer why. You know, did you go to a friend's house up there? I mean, did you go anywhere up in Pinion Pines? No. What's the uh, place up on Highway 74 that, um, of course, Bighorn? You know where Bighorn is? Um, up on, you know where Highway 74 is, past 111? Yeah, I know where it is. As you're driving up the hill? I didn't know there was a golfer up there. Okay. Do um, you know the area I'm talking about? Well, I know the road that goes up to 74. I mean, I've gone up 74 before. Up to like Pinion Pines and... Well, I've never gone to like... I went to a, a campsite like an hour up into like the... Okay. Cool with my girlfriend a while back. So... Have you been to Vista Point? You know where Vista Point is up 74? Well, isn't it like you have to go past it to actually get up in the mountains? That's the point, that like place where all the kids hang out and stuff like that? Yeah, park and... Yeah, I know that. Down yeah. Pond you guys went up there or anything? No. Okay. So... So I can do that. Where were really we were at when your dad walked up? But I think you were just saying about... Uh, he's playing paint, uh, the paintball and... I went to a gas station. Uh, and then... I think I got gas... Uh, I don't know if I got gas or not. I know Robert bought chapstick. And... Why did he buy chapstick? Do you remember? He didn't buy I get chapstick all the time. I could've told him. I mean, I don't remember exactly. I could've told him to buy it from me. So here, running by some Catholic. Or it could have been maybe for his cousin. What did he do with his cousin? Why wasn't his cousin hanging out with you guys that day? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Alright. Do you have anything else with you? Yeah, I just had a couple quick questions. One. You guys, you said you had a little trouble that day and you guys leave the work. Did you leave it? Are you sure you were up on time or did you get off? Well, the it, was at the end of, it was at the end of the day. Did it, did it happen anyway? Yeah. So you got off at regular time? No. Six o'clock? It, it wouldn't be like exactly six o'clock because, I mean, that's when the park closes. Okay. So, and like then they had to fill out paperwork to say we're suspended stuff, so it would probably be around like 6.30. So you think you were that, that late? Yep, probably around that time. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the logical, you know, thing. It'd probably be around there. Okay, and then one other thing, and I, you might have got a little confused on it. You said when you guys were heading over to the church, I thought you said Robert talked to his mom, and she is the one that told him. No, no, he called the church. Oh, he actually called the church? He actually okay. called the church. Okay, because I thought you said he called it, talked to his mom, no. and his mom said that the service was already over. No, he, he called the church. He actually called the church. Yeah, he called the church. You know, I'm not worried about times and all that because I know it's been a long time and you don't remember what time you went to the bathroom up and you know, but it's just a to remember, you know, things you did and Robert remembers things you did and that's all we want to collaborate. You know, basically collaborating and then she was being honest. If there's anything you're not being honest about, um, even if you think it's real minor, you know, like you went to 
know, Dawson's house, and maybe you're Dawson, don't know about it. You don't want anyone to know. That might be something we need to know, because when that makes the lie look, okay, well, he's lying about going to Dawson's house, that's not important, but you think it's not important. You say anything, so that's how he says everything else. You know what I mean? So things like that, that let us know. Okay? Okay. Did you go with your mother? I right? came home and you were no, there. No, I didn't go with those. After I got out. Which one? Yeah. The one I was going out. Oh, okay. Alright. But then you say you came home then? And your mom was there? Oh, and your mom was here before you went out? Before it left. Okay. And you guys are paintballing? Did you guys use your phones or anything? Did you guys have your phones with you? I'm pretty sure we had them on us. I don't know if you used them or not. I, I can't remember. I mean, if you guys were out there paintballing tonight, and you guys, would you bring your cell phones? Well, yeah. If I mean, not, I mean, it's not like, no. I don't. I, I mean, make him carry it all the time. I mean, maybe, maybe like I was, you know, like, I think we were hanging out. Robert might have turned his off or something like that. Well, I mean, he turned it off. If he did, why would you say that? I don't, I don't know. You'd have to ask Robert about that. I can really want to know. But I mean, you said maybe he would turn it off. Well, oh, well, maybe you said that. I'm just saying maybe he did. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I think the card game's on. You can call me when you guys talk about the card game. Okay. Um, there's a form for the uh, Verizon Wireless. Basically, it says uh, you're giving a telephone authorization to release the records to me. The records would include the dates from September 10th to September 20th, and, and this kind of happened on the 17th. So it just kind of gives you a few days before and a few days after, in case there's any um, confusion on the sentence part. Um, and the records will include subscriber information, which means that's your name, who, who owns the phone, the cell site activity, and the call detail records. And that's what you see on your, your phone bill, is the phone call you made to whoever on this time. And thanks for this number. So that would include your phone, which is a different number, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have three phones on that. Okay. And this is your phone, uh, Chris? Yep. Okay. Is there only one phone for that number? There have two phones with the same number? Oh, no. There is about another 10 minutes to this audio recording, but it's number one, it's not Christian anymore. And the audio quality is absolutely terrible. So as you heard here at the conclusion of the portion that I played for you, LeClaire's getting information about the cell phone accounts for John and Christian, their Verizon information. And what was happening there, if you didn't catch it, is he's asking them if they'll sign a form agreeing to let Verizon give them their cell phone data so they don't have to get a court order for it. So that's what they were doing there. So all that I've caught off here, there's more of that conversation. Then LeClaire and his partner go outside. Christian's dad, John, follows them outside. They talk a little bit more. LeClaire talks more about the polygraph. And John asks him again if he thinks that Christian's a suspect. And, and LeClaire, as you heard in the interview, repeats again that no, Christian is not a suspect. But he does say something interesting. John asks LeClaire what precisely his interests or he thinks Christian's involvement in this is. And he says, do you think that he's like covering for Robert or something? And LeClaire says, yes. 
He says, I'm wondering if Christian wasn't actually with Robert that night. So that gives you an idea if he's being honest about where LeClaire's head was. And again, all of that, I think that part's still included in the transcript. The entire transcript's up on our website. Thanks for listening. And then we're going to talk all about this, answer your questions, and break it down on Friday. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Edited by Kelly Barron's Brink and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our fonts across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design, and you can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnik, Ginger Fiola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. For all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I can be found personally on all forms of social media at Bob Ruff Truth. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Thank you.